listening to Chrysalis Colored, the podcast. Hello, this is Jorun from Norway and Christine in Canada with a podcast about color analysis and how it applies to you in a practical way. We'll talk about how to use your colors to make your days brighter, your wardrobe more enjoyable and your life easier. We'll talk about topics that we find interesting and we encourage you to submit your questions. A podcast listing is available at chrysaliscolor.com under the podcasts tab. Welcome to episode five, Capsule Wardrobes, part one. Christine, that's me, is a novice in the subject of capsule wardrobes, while Yorin is a seasoned expert with an entire online course, which you'll find linked in the show notes. We're going to begin with me asking Yorin a few questions so that she can explain the concept and help us get started. And in the next part, we'll be looking at examples of a variety of capsule wardrobes and how they were created. Yeah. Um, this time we'll go through the principles of building a very basic capsule wardrobe. And the image for this episode illustrates just a few essential pieces of that, um, a kind of an imaginary capsule wardrobe. Um, and we'll return to that later. Um, and in the next episode, like Christine said, we'll have an accompanying video that shows how this exact capsule wardrobe was assembled and then a couple of other examples. Um, this episode will be more of a Q&A session. So Christine, what would you like to know about capsule wardrobes? Well, I was thinking about doing this episode together and I found it hard to separate the idea of capsule wardrobes from the concept of minimalism, but they're different, right? Well, they're kind of different and similar. They're definitely in the same neighborhood as minimalism perhaps maybe not exactly up the same street. Um, minimalism is about having as little as possible, but capture wardrobes, on the other hand, is specifically about having an organized wardrobe rather than having as few items as possible. Um, you need a wardrobe with the correct number of pieces to be able to have workable outfits for your life and your lifestyle. So. I do think um, a capsule wardrobe can be an expression of minimalism if that's your life choice, but that's, it's not necessary. Joran, would it be true to say that they both have in common that they aim to leave a lighter footprint, you know, to, to not consume more than we need? Mm, yeah, definitely. I, I would say that. Um, when it comes to sustainability, that's one of the most important reasons that people create capsule wardrobes, one of them. Um, when you have fewer clothes, you can spend more money on quality items. And then when you have timeless pieces that last for a long time, that's sustainable. I aim to get more use out of fewer clothes. That's my goal. Um, but you know, a lot of people think that a capsule wardrobe is like all Japanese stark minimalist designer style not true you can have a capture wardrobe full of colors and patterns and i'll show you how in the next episode it's all up to you my clothes are simple and practical in shape but um and and i do prefer solid colors so i'm a little bit japanese i guess uh, but that's me um another woman's capture wardrobe might be spectacular and that's her style 
So my motto is living in my clothes, not consuming them. Yeah, and never again discarding clothing that I wore two or three times. Does it get, you know, boring or repetitive being restricted to two colors? But as I ask this, I know folks often have the same concern about wardrobes organized around season palettes, that the, sh- the shopping and the wardrobe itself will be inflexible and restricted, but it's actually liberating and efficient. When you have endless choice and no filters, well, we become overwhelmed and our decisions are not as good as when we select from smaller menus. I think curating is the real route to the most variety, the lowest risk, and the best result. And I want all of them at the same time. (laughs) Of course you do. But you know, Christine, you don't have to be restricted to only two colors. The image that we showed, uh, uh, our episode image, is that's only the starting point. It does get more exciting than that, believe me. And um, curating is a form of limiting, as you say, but limiting can lead to creativity. And you asked about getting boring or repetitive. I think that's an important issue to address uh, because I think it's a fear we all have and it's valid. Um, But at the same time, we think we want variation But think again about it, Christine. We do mostly wear the same kinds of outfits over and over again, don't we? I know I do. And I call it uniform dressing. I think we all have a preferred uniform. And I think also that's okay. Um, If we have too many options, it certainly can feel to... it certainly can lead to feeling overwhelmed is what I wanted to say. Um, so by weeding out the surplus and leaving the essentials, we're left with only the clothes that we love. Yeah, you know, I can really relate to this because I, I love to look at art books. I neither paint nor draw, but I, I really enjoy looking at um, books about painting and drawing. And if w- there's one thing that every one of them has in common, it's that the artist chooses, declares the color palette first. They're never working with a selection of 99 paints. They have a much more organized group of pigments that they work with. Yaren, do you own a capsule wardrobe? (laughs) Yes, um, I guess I only have a capsule wardrobe. How much of, of it do you wear? How much of your closet do you actually wear? Well, I wear close to 100% of my wardrobe, but maybe not all in the same week or even not even in the same month because um, I, I changed my wardrobe four times a year. And right now I'm in the April, June wardrobe, um, three months at a time and the rest is packed away. And so um, I have clothes ranging from my warm merino wool sweaters to my light cotton summer skirt in the same hanging in the closet at the same time, and also some sleeveless linen dresses. And that skirt I'm going to wear mostly in summer, but um, I guess the linen dresses, they're summer dresses, but I wear them year round because I just use wool cardigans over and pants under them in the winter time, and I use them alone in the summer. How often do you buy clothes? So what's shopping 
like? Do you set out looking only for really specific items? Mm, that's exactly right. I, I'm, I'm very specific now compared with used, how I used to shop. Um, I shop, um, I shop when I'm tired of an item and, but when the item is right, I wear it for a long time until it's worn out. And, um, yeah. Um, so yes, when something's worn out and I need to replace it and I shop when something doesn't fit anymore and I need something new and I shop if I discover a snag or a hole or something's not right when I unpack them from the boxes when the season changes and uh, then I think about what outfits I want to make with them and like this season I found I'm hankering for a new top so looking at what I have from before um, I decided to look for a long sleeve gray linen top and I may also buy some new summer sandals so with such a specific plan it's so much easier to avoid coming home with something random and I imagine you could have several capsules, right? You could have work capsule, gym capsule, and so on. Mm, yes, exactly. Once we've pinpointed your life situation, your lifestyle, and the occasions that you need to dress for, it's easy to find out how many capsule wardrobes you actually need. So um, your activities specifically decide the wardrobe, how many wardrobes you need and how big they need to be. Um, if you look at your work situation, sometimes um, your work requires very formal clothing and your leisure is very casual. So that would mean that they would require very different kinds of clothing, right? Say you're a lawyer at day, um, your day job is a lawyer, but you are an avid gardener in the weekends or then in a different, uh, for a different woman, you could be a librarian and, and you, in your spare time, you sit in a chair reading books or you, and you go to choir practice. That I would imagine requires mostly the same kind of clothing. So then your work wardrobe and your casual, your um, leisure wardrobe would be similar. And when you said, when I said workout capsule wardrobe, I think I may already have one. Mm, yes, you probably do. But did you discard or pack away the clothes you're not using? Well, now that you ask, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I kind of thought so. Um, well, I hereby give you permission to pack away the clothes you're not using. It's very liberating. You should try it. And or, or things, you know, things that you don't use for any reason, they might not fit you or might not fit the actual lifestyle that you have you know if i think about my whole closet the items i don't wear number around a quarter maybe even a third i guess there's no rule though that says you have to wear every item with the same frequency no that's absolutely right um you don't have to and i you can have things hanging for a lot of reasons. And for me, I have a zebra printed coat, which I love. I, it's divine. And I, I don't want to give it away. And I don't use it very often. But when I do, I feel like a million dollars. 
and um, maybe the same thing for my little black dress. It's, that's kind of my uh, my party capsule wardrobe. <laughs> um, the one that I have, my little black dress, it's about 20 years old and I never get tired of it. It's kind of my go-to dress for all parties. I just change up the accessories and what I wear with it. You certainly need fewer items. Do you, do you find it hard to stay on top of laundry? Well, um, less clothes means less laundry piling up. So that's a good thing, right? And um, some people say that we should, that we do wash our clothes too often. And um, that in some cases, it's enough to air the garment. That's uh, instead of laundering it all the time, um, unless it has stains, of course, or smells. Um, and that with the smell thing, it depends on the material or fabric. Synthetics, they tend to smell easier than natural fibers, like wool. Uh, wool is almost self-cleaning. You hang it out to air and it's as good as clean or as good as new. Um, it's a kind of a new mindset for most of us to think differently about laundry. I agree with you. I, I think we do wash clothes too much. And when we do, we use too much soap and detergent. Mm. Unless, you know, the textile touches your skin. Like I'm thinking about lotion piling up or active wear. But for a lot mm. of things, moderate washing really is plenty. When we talked about minimalism earlier, you used the word organized to describe capsule wardrobes. Would the idea be complete mix and matchability? Mm, that's exactly the idea of it. It's the most important aspect of a workable capsule wardrobe. Um, the reason sometimes why we won't be using all our wardrobe is very often because we can't create coherent outfits. Um, let me explain. Uh, we have... All of us, we've bought items that I would call like lone rangers. They hang, they're all lonely in the closet. They're lovely, but they end up not being used because it's just impossible to assemble any outfit with them. Um, so yes, mix matchability is the filter that we're going to use when we curate items in an organized way to make a capsule wardrobe. Yeah, I, I so relate to what you say. A woman once told me to buy um, outfits, not single items. Well, the problem was I had a closet that was so eclectic that there were no interchangeable pieces. They were all what you call Lone Rangers. Every item just worked inside its own outfit. So that was kind of expensive advice, although <laughs> there it was before I knew about season colors. Well, now you, you've got me thinking about the clothes I don't wear and why I bought them and why do I keep them. Yes, to items that are not for the life I lead. Oh, yes, and time to surrender notions that I'm going to leave it again. As the years go by, I move further and further from those looks, not closer. Here's another big one. I love the color. I was so pleased that I recognized it in the store. So reassuring to see it sitting there on the shelf. I never wear these items because they're itchy. This past winter, I did not even try on those sweaters one time. I tell myself, we'll be, we'll be warmer, yeah, whatever, I'm trying to convince myself I'm a rational being here. Here's the third reason. I know the item's not perfect, but never found anything better. You know, like I have this jacket. Well, it's a little too big and it's a little too long, but some things about it are really good. 
<laughs> yep. Never found anything better. I think that's the best not good reason so far. It <laughs> sounds really sensible. Thank I you. Mean, yes, <laughs> 80, 20 welcome. items. <laughs> yep, there we go. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that this sensible reason is good. And we lead, we lead sensible lives, don't we? And And we need to take that into account. And let's pause for a moment and explore something else you said about that sweater and the fantastic color but you can't wear it because it itches you do like to curate with colors in your wardrobe am i right yeah i mean there are actually three of those sweaters <laughs> it's not just one <laughs> but yes when we dress in my mind i think we're creating a painting of us so we begin as a painting we have our own colors shapes lines and we want to extend our color harmony with what we wear it looks good it's makeup that works it's hair that looks good so the season palette those are the colors and then the closet is the pigments kind of come alive in textile form and your outfits are the compositions that you can make this is for me the best purpose maybe the whole purpose of personal color analysis so you know use your imagination with your colors but when you're using it with everybody's colors, well, that's just too much imagination. <laughs> yes, I, I hear you. And how about allowing yourself to create an artist's tableau, you know, display an exhibit, a shelf, beautiful sweaters, uh, itchy sweaters. <laughs> keep, yes. keep them Keep that display, you know, separate from the clothes you actually can imagine wearing so it doesn't clutter up your view when you think about what to dress in. Well, and it would give them a purpose in life, right? Which is more than they have now. <laughs> yes, sure. Um, so, okay, back on track. Um, we do hang on to our clothes for all kinds of reasons. And we do need to keep clothes for those occasional occasions. Happy and sad ones, uh, party clothes for Christmas parties and funeral clothes and for the sad times in our lives. And some of us attend conferences for work twice a year or used to before the Corona pandemic hmm. hit us. Yeah, that's right. Um, everything has changed, but it might go back to that. And say you have a job that's requires you to go to a conference twice a year and you need to make a presentation there and, and that needs to be somewhat more formal than your usual work capture wardrobe. I There's no need to go out and do last minute shopping if you have just a few items, a small curated wardrobe that you can use to combine with your regular work wardrobe for that those, those conference um, occasions. Yeah, I think it's, it's really true. You know, the funeral dress, I mean, you just have to have one mm. just in case clothes are important and just relative to how often you wear them. I mean, I, I don't think you really need, I should do not need six Christmas dresses. Really? <laughs> yes, what a surprise. <laughs> I need six Christmas pairs of sweatpants, maybe. <laughs> Or yoga pants. And these are really hard items to shop for at short notice. You know, you get invited to a wedding 
you can find this okay dress that you're not really happy you have to hand money over for, but okay, fine. And then you got to buy and wear shoes you really don't like just to wear something and you never wear them again. What sort of items were you keeping or what kind of things do your clients hang on to? Well, um, I have to confess, I've certainly done my share of shopping for a life I don't lead. Party dresses, so that's why I had to laugh at your Christmas party um, sentence oh, there. Uh, got an, and high yeah. heels, they look so lovely, but do I wear them? No. Do I have occasions to wear them? No. <laughs> oh my. Anyway, so, but also I do see a lot of items given as gifts, hanging unused, because we love the people who gave them to us, but don't necessarily love the clothes they gave us. Um, so if I may give one piece of advice, it would be to never give anyone else clothes as gifts. You just risk giving them guilt as a part of that. The guilt is the wrapping of that gift, huh? Yes. Um, so we have guilt of gifted clothing and we have weight shame. I speak for myself here. It's like I'm ashamed of not managing to lose weight and, and I cling on to those jeans that are too tight in the hopes that I'll lose those five pounds. Um, so there's a lot of guilt and, and a lot of daydreams hanging in our closets. And, and I think we should be able to shed those. Just I agree. Them. Who needs a clothing museum? So mm. let someone else have them who can use them. Let's talk, Joran, about getting started, either from a completely random closet or even a season-organized closet. Great idea. You know, I always start by analyzing your daily life and schedule, um, getting a list together of occasions that you need to dress for, and how many times a week or month you need to dress for those occasions. Um, and what's also worth spending some time on is to choose your best neutrals. So uh, here's where it gets really fun for us two color analysts. If we speak as color analysts, let's talk about neutrals, Christine. Is gray the universal neutral or what? Well, now that is a super question. So to begin making this wardrobe, building this wardrobe, we'd be looking for colors that perform extremely well as wardrobe neutrals, whether they're perfect or not. I'm thinking about colors that anyone in the true season or its neutral seasons could wear well, like a navy blue that any summer could wear. Many of our listeners will want to be more exact than that in their choices, and that's fine. By neutral seasons, what I mean is the immediate neighbors in the season circle diagram, which we show in the uh, show notes below, you'll see true seasons, true summer, true spring. Each one will have an imme two immediate neighbors, above and below or left and right. Those are the neutral seasons. And, well, we'd, we'd want a color that's easy to find in shops. I mean, mm -hmm. light gray for dark winter can be hard to find. But if you be broaden it a little bit and say kind of a generic winter stainless steel or icy gray, that would be easier. White seems like the shoe-in light neutral color for winters, but I find it actually very hard to maintain, especially if you wear makeup. Yeah, or have children or pets. Yeah. Okay, let me give this a try. 
So winters, black and stainless steel. Autumns, dark brown and camel. Mm -hmm. Summer, navy and taupe. Spring, warm stone and ivory. Wait a minute, wait a minute here. I'm assembling an outfit. I'm making a light top and a dark bottom. But that's not the way, is it? It has to be a color that you would wear in equal size and frequency, top and bottom. Yes and no. Um, the idea of picking your best neutrals is that you're supposed to be able to assemble outfits only with these basic clothes in your favorite neutrals and actually look great. And I think choosing a dark bottom and a light top is a perfect uh, kind of outfit. So there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so we're going to go with um, lighter and darker. So the two neutrals can be worn together as in the, the tableau image for this mm -hmm. episode. From our own palette, wearing two darks together is fine. I, I'm trying to figure out why we wouldn't use two darks. But a light summer wearing two soft summer darks, that's not really going to be her most attractive self. Uh, even a bright winter, a bright winter, pardon me, wearing black and navy, she, she's going to need more light and more color than that. I, th I think I need a little more of your guidance, Yorin. Well, um... Now that you say it, I think they don't have to be like very light and very dark if your season can handle darkness. Like for dark winter, um, you wouldn't have to go to a steely light gray as your lightest. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking here. Um, and, and also dark is relative. Um, for a light summer, like you said, um, a medium gray would read as much darker than it would read on a dark winter. And I definitely think that, for example, a light summer would be quite well served with a medium gray as her quote unquote black. Um, and I would pick a mix of darker and lighter neutrals for variety for all seasons. Um, it would be pretty boring if all the colors were only dark or only light. Um, wearing head to toe dark, I don't think there would be enough life in the outfit, no contrast. Um, that being said, we have to keep in mind that the notion of contrast is kind of relative according to season two, so yeah. So we want two different value levels, but it could be medium and dark. The lightest colors of a palette could come in as accents or prints or accessories. So, okay, that's that's easy to work with. Can mm -hmm. one of the neutrals be a color yarn? And can the neutrals change over the four seasons of the year capsules? I'm thinking, you know, I'd wear white in the winter. Actually, it's pretty easy to find white for dark winter in cotton sweaters. But in the summer, it is very hard to maintain with sunscreen and activity and so on. Mm. Well, yes, actually, yes, to both of those. Um, one of the colors can certainly be a color. I mean, what did I say? One of the neutrals can be a color. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. And um, yes, um, they can certainly change over all the four seasons. I have a pair of light gray trousers that I bring out only in spring and summer, and I'm away for the winter. Um, 
So it's entirely possible. But let, let's get back to white as a neutral. What more can we say about that? Well, for women who love it and find it easy to shop for and maintain for any season white, it kind of seems like a no-brainer neutral. You know, like Autumn's and their warm white, that lightest beige, for example. Possibly, but to be, let's keep it real here. If the idea is to wear it top and bottom, large block, basic items, I don't know if I'm convinced. White might also be climate dependent. You know, Finland compared to Florida are different situations. Mm. I agree. So... Um, let's move on. What other neutrals are good and for which seasons? Right. Okay. Let's do this together by season. So starting with winter, well, black, right? I mean, there's there's no point pretending here. (laughs) Although for a bright winter, white could almost replace black. Mm -hmm. Um, Could white and stainless steel be variations of the same neutral? Let's let's say yes for now. I, and what I'm looking for here is big distance between the lightest and the darkness, a big wide value spread, because that's what visually looks good on winters. It looks real and right, and it very much completes a winter look in itself. I don't see most of the most winter women, any of the three types of winters, wearing white pants and skirts year round. Certainly not where I live maybe, which is Canada, maybe in summertime, but they do need those extreme light colors to create that contrast, maybe just not as their neutrals. Actually, you're you're a winter and your neutrals are medium steel and black. And am I right then that you use the extreme light colors as accents, thinking as a composition that would include your silver hair, uh, your jewelry, they all count as very high value. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think white in a pattern is a super thing to liven up black and uh, medium gray combos as are uh, sparkly silver jewelry or silver hair. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I think that's reasonable. Black and medium gray for winters. Okay. Mm -hmm. Autumn. I'm thinking about dark brown and light beige. But I'm, I'm very attracted to olive and dark rust as well. Yes. Well, not gray um, for autumns, I think. Um, partly because a gray that has autumn warmth is very hard to find. And the same with navy, don't you agree? Um, I do, yes. Hard yeah. to find. Yes, very hard to find. And, and uh, so we're probably, probably looking for colors. Um, and uh, light beige pants in a Canadian or Scandinavian winter, mm, I'm not, not a fan, not a fan. Yeah, I, I agree. So autumns, if, if with winter we were looking for kind of a theme of creating enough contrast between light and dark in the two colors alone, what, what would autumns need? I think they need enough darkness to solidify the impression, enough being the key here. They're not extreme. They don't need darkness all the way to black. They just need enough of it. They're almost better in medium to dark top and bottom than winters are. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, maybe for autumns, color contrast is better than value contrast. 
like rust or olive. Do you think she could find enough items to build those basic items of a wardrobe in those? Maybe. I suppose, yeah, depending on the year, depending on what Pantone colors are in vogue, and uh, certainly easier to find in September than April. But um, seeing that we're going to have this as a long-term project and buy things over time and use them for a long time, when, when that rust or, or olive is in fashion, then you'll stock up on basic items. Um, anyway, so a color that functions as a neutral in your December wardrobe, um, capsule wardrobe might be kind of used as an accent in your July capsule wardrobe because when you invested in that lovely item in December you can keep using it. Um, uh, so let's use an example for a capsule wardrobe neutrals uh, like rust and olive um, and for the summer capsule wardrobe of this autumn woman, she's using beige and rust. And then you can use your olive as an accent in summer, like that olive cardigan from the capture wardrobe in, use it in the summer because it matches the, the mix and matchability that we talked about earlier. The, the beauty of dressing for your season is colors, you can wear them together when they are from your palette. Yeah, I mean, season in a way offers its own element of mix and matchability. So this is a, a higher level of the same thing. What mm -hmm. about summers? I would think of navy blue and gray. What, what mm -hmm. would be their appearance theme? Well, summers look so sophisticated in low contrast outfits. I don't think anybody can pull off a monochromatic color scheme with a medium contrast and blended colors like summers can. Yeah, it's really true. The, these are the people who make the most of gray. They just make it so beautiful and nuanced. And I'm beginning to think that getting your neutral colors as close to your season as possible is actually more realistic for looking and feeling great than what I said earlier about colors that could span any summer or any autumn or the other groups. because Every item of the capsule, the basic capsule, the neutrals will appear top and bottom, equal size, equal frequency. So they should look excellent near the face. And the neutral seasons, well, they, they actually are quite far from their true season parents or origins. Would you agree with that as well? Yes. Um, if you give a lot of thought to your choice of neutrals, and give it some time, then you can mix and match accent colors to give variations so that you get, so you don't get so tired of those staple items, your basic clothing pieces. Um, so perhaps grade taupe for summers, um, I think. Um, don't you think that would be an example? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, summers, they have so many nice, and lovely grays and uh, in the next episode we keep coming back to that don't we uh we'll show you how to use variations of the same neutral because they don't have to be exactly the same mm -hmm. yes yeah the, and that gives you a lot more flexibility too hmm. so springs hmm. 
each one of these is surprising me by presenting their own challenge, but there, there's, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Springs, <laughs> medium dark, medium to dark on a spring scale, warm gray. Brown is just hard to find. It falls into autumn too easily. Maybe bright navy. And the lighter color would be ivory to apricot beige. Uh, navy, though, hard to find um, for springs and hard to find for upper half items. You'd want to be as close to the season as possible. Maybe not navy. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially on the upper half, I think traditional navy, it can look really heavy and formal on the spring. And it, it might kind of work against or defy the lighthearted spring nature. Yeah, so so a warm, a warm medium dark gray, and then that peachy, ivory, apricot, beige, light camel range, that could work. Those colors are can be found wherever they live, any time of year. And it's a color that they actually really like wearing. Mm, yeah. Um, if anyone could wear color elegantly, it would be springs, I think. So the springs might actually be the candidates for using colors as neutrals even more than the other seasons can. And I think um, the key feature for um, spring neutrals might be to don't make it bland. Um, for instance, if you live in Florida and you're a spring, turquoise might work fabulously as a neutral, don't you think? Uh, it's, it's not a neutral, but you'd use it as a neutral. But definitely, and, definitely, yes, be used yeah, as a yeah, neutral. Yeah. And, you know, let's get back to that. And note, these neutrals, we don't have to limit ourselves to just one variations of the same neutral, as long as they match. Um, and you can have more than two. Uh, if you use your color fan to pick neutrals, you can pick several. Um, I'm speaking to springs, especially here. Um, but matchability is the key. And um, we will show an example of a capsule wardrobe that uses different shades of olives as a neutral in the next show. If we go back to how your capsule wardrobe evolved, how do you buy color now? Bright winter is superb wearing color. But a lot of neutral space and one strong color, that's a successful look for winters. So actually your palette, your bright winter palette and the capsule wardrobe concept would streamline really nicely. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I, I, I really don't use a lot of color, even though I could. It's just my personal preference. Um, I'm just that kind of winter that you described just now. Big block of neutral and then one accent. Is, it's plenty wild for me. Um, <laughs> well, I, I can use a little bit of color or a piece of silver jewelry is enough sometimes. Um, but colors that I do use in my current wardrobe are red and a bright coral and some bright yellow. Um, any season can do it, you know. The imaginary capsule wardrobe that's in our episode for this time is for a summer. And I would expand those gray and navy staple items with tops that bridge blue and gray, so in patterns. And then I'd build some analogous color combinations with green and turquoise for spice and variety to expand it. Do you impulse shop? 
me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do. Yes. <laughs> and I always regret it. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. What has been, I'm interested in your personal advantage, you know, those surprises that might not be obvious, like the energy and the mind space that open up just from having a color palette. That was kind of my, didn't see it coming season revelation. Mm. Yes. Um, well, the obvious personal advantage is the, that liberating feeling of thinking less about what to wear and more about other things. It just kind of frees up energy. Um, that's kind of similar to the color palette when we discovered that. We didn't have to think about colors anymore. Um, but the biggest surprise of capture wardrobes for me is that it's, it's really not boring. Joran, I'd like to have a comment for our many listeners who are interested in trying capsule wardrobes, but they don't know their season, and they may not ever care to. The image for this episode, the gray and the navy blue, do you feel it would actually serve them too as a beginning wardrobe? Sure. Um, I think anyone can benefit from building a capsule wardrobe. And if you don't know your season or you don't care to find out, just go for what colors you like and feel comfortable wearing. Um, limiting your wardrobe to a few pieces that all mix and match will still simplify your life. I, I also wonder about a comment about black, which may be something that many people will go to as a neutral because, well, it's available, right? It, it just is out there in lots of styles and lots of prices. But um, I don't know. I, I think black is to clothing what blonde is to hair. It just doesn't flatter that many people. And so I come back to thinking that navy blue and gray that you've shown in the image for this episode might be a better choice. Do you think it helps to know your season first? Sure, sure it helps. Um, it's a huge help to know your season. And if you know your season, it just takes the brain out of matching. Um, you'll know how to pick the neutrals that makes you look sophisticated and the accent colors that make you glow. Yeah, um, I, sorry. I, I really agree. I think that knowing your season, it gets you started on the right foot faster and and you don't have to deal with your closet all the time god you know, it's like a toddler or this needy pet that never grows up it, this sort of shapeless blob that runs your life like swamp monster organized closets are just the best can i buy could someone buy a ready-made capsule wardrobe possibly there are people out there who could help you assemble a capsule wardrobe all at once but I recommend taking the slow road and start with what you have and expand and adapt that over time. And, and getting back, at, I just want to touch back on what you said about black uh, being the ubiquitous uh, neutral that people grab. I think I'd like to add that you don't have to know your season, but you can build a capsule wardrobe with, with whatever you have. But try to avoid black if that's my parting words <laughs> <laughs> i agree so, yeah. yes i and and building sensible capsule wardrobes it does take time so don't expect perfection right away 
Thank you, Yaron. Thank you for sharing so much information and experience book capsule wardrobes. I really learned a lot. This wraps up today's show. Thank you all for listening to this first episode about capsule wardrobes. Next episode will be capsule wardrobes part two. And we're going to be looking at several tableaus that Yaron has created. We'll see how many outfits are possible with only a few colors, like two. And then we're going to add prints and we're going to complete all sorts of elegant outfits. We look forward to seeing you there. Bye-bye.